What you're about to hear is a re-release of an interview I conducted with the National Eczema Association back in October of 2021 for our Community Spotlight series. Hello and welcome to Pedro's Community Spotlight. This month, we are delighted to be highlighting our partners, National Eczema Association, and all of the phenomenal work they are doing in both research and patient support. Today, I am delighted to introduce to you Amy and Ella, and the two of them are gonna share their story and their journey with eczema. Let's get started. Hi, we're so excited to be here to talk to you today. Can you say Yay. hi? Ella? <laughs> so why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself and your family story and we'll just get to know each other. Sounds great. My name is Amy Trenelic. I am Ella's mom. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Okay. <laughs> Ella's being a little right now. Ella is in first grade. She is an eczema warrior. She has been battling eczema um, since she was eight weeks old. She was diagnosed very early in infancy. Um, she has had a very rough road, but we are so grateful to be at a point now where her eczema um, is much better controlled um, on Dupixent. It's been a game-changing right. medication for us, and Ella's enjoyed finally um, being a kid and really oh. being able to do normal kid things. Um, during her eczema journey, um, she lost out on a lot of that. You know, I feel mm -hmm. oftentimes that eczema stole um, a lot mm -hmm. of her childhood away, you know, where you take for granted things like playing in the sand or swimming in the ocean or swimming in a pool, um, you know, all the things all the other kids do and all her sisters do. And Ella mm -hmm. would have to miss out on a lot of those things because of her eczema. Mm -hmm. um, to take you through a little bit of her journey. Like I said, uh, Ella was diagnosed around eight weeks old. Um, mm -hmm. And at the time when she was diagnosed, I thought, you know, I mean, here I had been a pediatric ICU nurse at that time yeah. for, you know, almost 20 years. And I thought, oh. all right, eczema, we can do eczema. I mean, yeah, can handle it, you know? And I often looking back, um, you know, I have that snapshot of myself sitting in that doctor's mm -hmm. office of that time thinking, how foolish you were. <laughs> mm. I, you know, was one, I was a mom and a healthcare provider who mm. was completely good. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you. Completely oblivious to, you know, the lived experience of eczema and what the true burden of eczema is. Mm. Um, I don't think I ever could have anticipated what lie ahead for us or how dark the journey would feel mm. um, trying to you know, find Ella relief and, you know, get her back to living and um, get our family back on track. It was, get the sneezes. It was a very tough journey. Um, so like I said, you know, we have been through, so the diagnosis at eight months and then, you know, around 10 months, by that time, I would say uh, eczema had really taken over Ella's body and taken over our lives. And Everything we did, you know, everything my other kids did uh, revolved around Ella's eczema, you know, mm. and how she was feeling. And, you know, we'd skip parties. We'd, you know, she'd come home from school. She'd, you know, she was really in a tough spot. Um, by three years old, her eczema was so terrible and her quality of life had diminished so greatly. Um, 
She was up almost 24 hours a day. She was oh miserable goodness. all the time. She lived in wetsuits and wet wraps oh. and back and forth to, you know, allergists and dermatologists and immunologists and you name it. I mean, we were just on the circuit of specialists trying to find her relief. Mm-hmm. Um, we made the tough decision at that time to start her on methyltrexate injections mm-hmm. um, to try to- Not an easy choice. It was a heart-wrenching choice, you know, and having the medical background, you know, I knew the risks that we were taking, um, mm-hmm. but I think it speaks to how desperate we were, you know, mm-hmm. we were desperate. We knew that mm-hmm. we couldn't be any worse off at this point. So if there was something, even something that had risks, we, mm-hmm. we were willing to try it. We were willing to just throw our hats in the ring and say, let's just give it a go, right. you know, um, for Ella, it worked, you know, I mean, yeah. she did get some relief. It didn't cure her. And we still had mm-hmm. to do a lot of environmental, you know, modifications and mm-hmm. she had a lot of diet modifications. Um, yeah. So Ella was saying one of the tough things about being on methyltrexate was that she had to get blood work a lot. So it was, you know, it was a weekly injection that we did at home. Um, and then she would have to get frequent blood work. So it was a lot of needles and a lot of tears, a lot of sadness, um, but a lot of happiness because she was starting to get back to a little bit of, of life. Um, right. There's some relief but, there. Yeah. There was, there was yeah. kind of our first glimpses of hope and our first glimpses yeah. of relief that maybe we can get back on track of, of childhood. Yeah. Um, and then around four years old, we, you know, started hearing Dupixent, this, you know, drug that was, you know, so life-changing in a lot of the adult population. And mm-hmm. we started talking about it with our specialists and um, we started trying to get Ella approved for it and, and took us about a year and a half because of wow. her age to get her approved. Um, right. She was approved at uh, when she was about five and a half and it changed, changed the course of our lives changed the course of Ella's life. I said, it was like watching this beautiful soul burst out of this broken skin and just take on life, you know, and Ella is notorious for, we say, doing everything at a 10. If she's laughing, she's at a 10. If she's mad, she's at a 10, you know, Mm. she's, if she's being silly, she's at a 10. But we said she conquered, she conquered eczema at a 10, you know, and we just Ah. have been celebrating since then. She had her first ice cream cone, once her, you know, once her eczema seemed a little bit more controlled, we were able to start adding foods back into her diet. Mm-hmm. She was able to start eating, you know, dairy and baked egg and, and milk, and milk. you know, all these things, right? <laughs> what about that first ice cream? Was that pretty amazing? Do you remember that? And we were all cheering, Ella gets to eat ice cream. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't remember? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, maybe so much ice cream. You probably don't even remember that first time, right? Oh, that had to feel so freeing. And Amy, you've touched on so many things that, you know, are just, it's really sends families into crisis. There are so many dark days. It's not just affecting the child with eczema. It's affecting the whole family. When you're talking about your child not being able to sleep, you know, your whole household is disrupted. And absolutely. When they're babies, you expect to not be sleeping, but when you get past the baby stage, you know, and you realize just how valuable that sleep is and you just can't go on and and it just seeps into your whole life. And, and then really like, I'm hearing uh, just how devastating it was for you to uh, have to watch Ella not be a kid, 
Yeah. I mean, that just had to be so heartbreaking. And then to have a treatment like methotrexate, which comes with its own inherent concerns and worries and being a healthcare provider, that's a huge burden for you as the mother to carry as well. So, wow. I mean, your journey is crazy. A multifaceted disease that, you know, is so shaded. People think it's just, it's just broken skin, right? you know, but broken, you know, dreams and broken hopes for your child. And, you know, it's broken nights of sleep, like you said, and you're, you're dealing, you're in constant crisis mode and Mm -hmm. you're doing it on zero sleep. It's like the newborn stage that never ends. Never ends. That's in fact, we had a newborn when Alice just, Oh my goodness. At her worst. She thankfully, she, we left, she used to sleep more than Ella did. Oh my goodness. Thank God. Oh, wow. Wow. What an incredible journey. It affects the whole family. I mean, there is just not one facet of family life that is not affected. You know, we had to relocate our dog to our parents' house. We had to all make environmental changes for our home. We had to miss a lot of celebrations. You know, the other Mm -hmm. kids would get turfed off to other family members so we could go to doctor's appointments. And Mm -hmm. my husband and I, we would trade off missing work, you know, to stay home with Ella if she was home for school. I mean, it is the, the, you know, the lived experience is just something, like I said, I never could have anticipated at the start of this journey. Yeah. I, and I think that message in itself is so powerful, especially coming from you as a healthcare provider, like you don't expect that this is going to be the case, like, and to have your whole world completely blown open had just completely, I mean, I just can't even imagine. Yeah. So it sounds like Depixent is relatively new then to you guys and Ella. Yeah, it is. It was just um, recently approved in the um, six and above age group. And so we approved just a little bit um, prior to the official approval. But like I said, it did take us quite some time to get that approval. And, you know, we were just waiting. Ella was on methotrexate and immune suppressed Mm -hmm. as a pandemic roaring down on top of us and you're thinking like what is this going to mean for her you know this is a mm-hmm. therapy goes and and now we're facing a pandemic with an immune suppressed child so another reason we were so thankful that you know our specialists um worked so hard to get her approved it was wonderful did you want to yeah ella um one of the things she wanted to share a little bit too was that on top of her eczema she also has severe food allergies and she's um had a number of um, life-threatening food reaction, reactions to food. And that's been a really hard part for her to live with now. And even though her eczema is really well controlled, she still is, you know, facing a lot of the food allergies, which is tough. Why don't you share with Jen? I bet she'd like to hear. I have some <laughs> questions for you, Ella, if you would be willing. So one thing I want to know is your mom mentioned that you got to have ice cream and milk but what was the best part about when you started to feel better? Well, the best part was that um, my I, I could be a kid again. Mm. And what did that mean for you? Like, what did you get to do as a kid again? I got to swim. Oh. You want to tell Jen about this summer? What did you join this summer? Going to the beach. You went to the beach, but what did you, did you, you do? Your swim and dive teams. I also did swim and dive. 
Ella competed on, the, on our swim team and our dive team. And she was the diving championship for the six and under girls this year. Congratulations. <laughs> that is a big deal. Wow. So this has totally changed your life then. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing that something like that can change our lives so dramatically, huh? What's school like now that you're feeling so much better? Oh, I'm glad that I'm my friend. Like, you still want to be friends with me. Yeah, of course. I mean, who wouldn't want to be friends with you? I want to be friends with you. Yeah, you're a good friend. <laughs> I bet you are. And I love that your mom described you as doing everything at a 10 because I can, I feel that about you, but I also understand that I am also a person that does things at a 10. <laughs> so Amy, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, you've yeah. talked about what a burden this has been on your family and what a big relief it has been to finally have a drug on board that is working for your family. So talk to me a little bit about um, National Eczema Association and how you got involved with them. Yes, so I connected with Nia um, very early on in our journey. I think like most moms, you get a diagnosis and, you know, you take right to the internet, you know, mm -hmm. how can, you know, where can I find resources? What can mm -hmm. I do? What does this mean for us? And mm -hmm. immediately I was connected with um, Nia. I went to their website and found just an overwhelming, beautiful plethora of information and resources and, you know, one of the first things that um, I really took advantage of through Nia is their seal of, of acceptance program, okay. um, which is on eczema friendly products, products that don't have a lot of the typical mm. um, additives that um, irritate skin with eczema. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, there's a sign, there's a little E on these. And, you know, when you go to the pediatrician or your dermatologist and they say, these are, you know, choose these lotions and you go into Target and there's 900 lotions on the wall and you're tired, sleep right. deprived. Right. Having someone else do that work for me, having done that legwork, mm. saying like, this is, has all the good things and none of the bad things. It was like winning the golden prize. Um, so we, golden you know, rule. the golden rule, right? Hey, Even my husband rule? now, when he goes to the store and he says, I can't find the lotion. I said, just get one with the seal of acceptance on it. And, you know, doesn't matter just as long yeah. as it's got that E on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like sunshine on the darkest days. You know, one less thing we had to do for ourselves that somebody already did for us. Um, you know, that is so key, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's just one thing you don't have to think about, you know, yes. Just exactly. taking away that one thing just makes such a difference. Such a difference. You know, and yeah. reading ingredients on the back, you know, standing in the aisle. It's so overwhelming. The kids are with you and they're crying and they want to go mm -hmm. and Ella's eating, you know, to take that piece out of it was, I mean, like I said, it was a blessed gift. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. And then as the years went on, we, you know, we relied heavily on Nia, on the community, on the relationships mm -hmm. Um, we became active in their itching for a cure campaigns. Um, mm. It was one one way for our family to do something that felt like we were affecting change. You know, mm -hmm. eczema, living with eczema, 
Um, mm-hmm. We often felt like we had no control. We had no control mm-hmm. over what we, we yes. tried to control it and we were at a loss. So being able to take part in something positive, raise money, donate to an organization we loved, knowing it was going towards helping our future and Ella's future, mm-hmm. it was a really positive experience for the whole family to get involved in. Can you tell Jen what we did one year to do for National um, Eczema Association? Do we do t-shirts? They do t-shirts. Ella helped us design an uh, eczema warrior t-shirt that we sold. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Well done. It matters so much to take back some of that power and control, doesn't it? Like you've just been completely rendered powerless by this disease and this experience. And then to, to be able to access the support of Nia, like, and the research, I mean, they have such a robust research program. Yes. I mean, you're like, like you said, affecting change. It's just right. It's happening right before your eyes. You're getting that yeah. go back. You're able right. to say, we're doing this because it's going to change Ella's life in the near term. It's not something you like, it's 20 years away. Right. And especially, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, it's like mm-hmm. suddenly eczema community's voice is being heard and you're mm-hmm. seeing all of these new therapies coming to market. I mean, it is exciting. It's finally a community that has lived with such a feeling of hopelessness for oh, so yeah. long you know, is finally, there's hope on the horizon, you know, Mm -hmm. and Nia is just leading this charge. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I say to other moms all the time, get to Nia, look at the research. It will bring Mm -hmm. you hope. You will be empowered. It will arm you with the tools that you need to advocate for your kids. And the community will wrap you up in the biggest hug, (laughs) you know, and even though everybody's story, you know, or their journey with eczema is very unique. um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of common ground. Mm. Yeah. That's good to hear because sometimes you, you know, like you said earlier, like it is, it is very unique and it's different from child to child. And if everybody can find that common ground, then you do have something like Nia and you can all participate in and you can help each other get through things. Um, I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why we all rely on community in general. Right. So, I mean, awesome. So um, what was it like, what was your journey like with your providers and, and how did you have to do a lot of advocating for Ella or were they sort of in the trenches with you? So, you know, initially, you know, our pediatricians, um, kind of made that initial, like it's eczema, let's try a couple mm-hmm. things. Um, mm-hmm. and along with the eczema, you know, I mean, you know, I just kept bringing her back and saying, nothing's getting better. She's still mm-hmm. up all night. She's still crying all night. We'll give it a little bit more time. You know, maybe it's reflux on top of eczema. So we right. can treat her or maybe it's, maybe she's just a fussy baby, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, she's miserable. I mean, she mm-hmm. is absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot that I needed to learn about skincare and bathing and, mm-hmm. and wet wraps and lotions that I was not getting. Um, and not that they didn't want to teach us. They just were ill-equipped to manage eczema to the severity that Ella had it. So Mm -hmm. they did get us connected with a dermatologist pretty quickly. Um, We did have to hop around a little bit to, until we got with a team, a dermatologist and allergist that Mm -hmm. worked together, that really listened to us and then worked together to get us to where we needed to be. Um, But yes, I felt like I was 
always bringing to the table? Like, what about this? Or can we try mm-hmm. this? Or, and oftentimes just sitting in the office and crying, like mm-hmm. we can't live like this. You know, you are mm-hmm. seeing us for 15 minutes, but we are going back to the darkest places, you know, where right. we're going to be up all night and tomorrow's going to be an, a rough day again. Like we have to have some hope here. Right. Um, it's almost like you don't even want to go home because you just know what's going to happen when you get there, you know? Well, that's exactly what it is. And you would kind yeah. of hold on to this idea that we're going to the doctor, we're going to the doctor. They're, Today we're going to get an answer. Right. You know, and you'd walk out with that same feeling of just dread, you know, yeah. at what point is, are they truly going to understand mm-hmm. how deeply this is affecting us, you know, mm-hmm. and you get to the point where you, you know, I said to her dermatologist one day, I said, I'm losing my mind. I mean, mm-hmm. I am so desperate that the other night I came downstairs and I told my husband, I found the cure. We just need to get this bottle of water from a river in France. I've read mm-hmm. all about it. And you know, mm-hmm. it, it was just, you, you could, you water. we did not get the water. But you get to that place where you're just completely irrational. Like you just have to, you just have to hold on to something. Right. Right. That's exactly what it is. Like you have to believe that there's something. I said, what I wouldn't give to write one of those Amazon five-star reviews where they say this lotion cured my eczema or this vitamin was what cured it. I mean, we tried everything, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're willing to try everything. I said, if, if somebody had said to me, go out to the front yard in a full moon, hang from the tree and howl with the moon and that will cure her eczema you would have seen me hanging from the tree in the front yard. I mean, oh yeah, hands down, anything, yeah. You know, you're just, you're desperate. There's nothing worse than watching your child suffer and feel helpless, you know, and have them beg, you know, it hurts, Mm. it itches, help me. They're covered in blood and, you know, Mm. scratching, you know, and we'd go out and people would say, well, can you put some lotion on it? Or, I mean, you know. Right. Like you haven't tried that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, or they say, have you heard of eucerin? We used eucerin and I'm like, yes, yes, we've, we've tried eucerin. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Everybody means well, but until you find your people, like with Nia, it's just really hard to constantly be inundated with that. Right. You know, you know, they mean well, so you can't be upset, but at the same time, you just go away muttering. Right. right. And you know, I mean, I get it. I'm walking, you know, at one point Ella's eczema on her head was so severe that she actually scratched all of her hair out, pulled it out. I mean, she was bald at the age of about two and a half, three years old. Oh, completely bald from scratching. Yeah. And she had eczema spots in her hair. She also developed very severe molluscum. So she had that. Oh my gosh. Lotions and grease. So I knew when I took her out, (laughs) Yeah, people were like, Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you did, you always felt this feeling of just like, nothing I'm doing is good enough. I don't, I don't know what else to do. I don't, right. I, I feel awful as a mother, you know? Right. I mean, and that's just like outwardly because internally you already feel failed. Like your, your child is suffering. Like as a parent, that is the one thing we're here to do is to present, right. you know, 
stop them. Yeah, we have to protect them. And, and so you already are, you're fighting that internal battle and then you have to go out and fight it externally about your, I mean, it just does your head in. It does your head in. That's exactly it. It does your head in. And, you know, some days it was like, all I could do to just find five minutes in a quiet place and just cry and just Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to let everything out. Yep. And I'm going to go back out there and we're going to just keep moving forward and believing that there has to be better days. There has to be mm-hmm. something, you know, and yeah. when we finally got to that place, it was truly a weight just, it just lifted. Yeah. You know, and I said with the, with, you know, working with Nia, it, it's become my way of almost therapy, you know, mm-hmm. of coming mm-hmm. to terms and grieving over kind of that lost childhood so coming much to loss. that we experienced and feeling like if I can do something positive and give back and help another family who's just starting this journey, mm-hmm. that's that, that will make this whole thing, this whole journey that will make it worth it. That will make it feel like there was a reason, you know? Um, mm. So that's yeah. it's been, it's been really important to us, to me. I completely empathize with that. And yeah, I mean, we do as, as just as human beings, we struggle to find reason in the things that happen that are terrible and they have to have meaning in order for us to grieve and heal and move on. And, and so to be able to channel all those emotions you spent years working through into this community that's Nia has got to be, like you said, just absolutely therapeutic. It is so therapeutic. It is truly, um, you know, we had our eczema expo, which is Nia's big expo. Um, Next year will be in person. We can't wait. But I happened to connect with another mom who was local to us here. And she reached out to me after expo and said, they just can't find a provider that's listening. Mm -hmm. And her daughter is eight years old and she's suffering so much. And, you know, we talked about local providers. She got into one of, um, with the doctors where we're at and her daughter's starting to fix it next week. And she said, it feels just like a weight is lifted off the same feeling that I had like, Oh wow, there is hope. Hope still does mm-hmm. exist, you know? And so moments like that just make it that much more, um, just empowering and peace, you know? Yeah. You don't have that elephant sitting on your chest anymore. You can take a deep breath right, and fall asleep at night, knowing that everybody's getting a good, a good night's sleep. Right. Yeah. Be able to, you know, focus and, you know, learn you. Yes. You, me, you. So let's talk about you, Ella. What is your favorite thing about school? My favorite thing about school that I have the nicest teacher. I love that. Um, And what's your favorite thing to do when you're not at school? I know you love to swim and dive. Is that your favorite thing to do? I also like to bounce on trampoline. Good one. Trampoline is awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Trolls. Trolls? Trolls. <laughs> she likes Poppy. She actually dressed up as Poppy one year. With the you big did? <laughs> Do you like to sing along with the music? Not really. No. Like 
her and her sisters are big dancers. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Dancing is super fun. Do you have a favorite book or bedtime story? No, I like all bedtime stories. You do. So do I. She likes all. Ella's really working on learning to read. So a lot of times these days, Ella's reading us a bedtime story, right, Ella? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Ella also really likes fashion, right? <laughs> you do. Do you like to sketch out clothes or do you like to go shopping and pick out and make outfits? I like to like shop for clothes that I'm like going to make, like do stuff with it. That's so Ella will take a, uh, an outfit and she'll repurpose it in a different type of outfit. Like she'll turn pajama Ooh. pants into an off-the-shoulder dress, right? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's so creative. Do you want to be a fashion designer when you grow up? Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Who knows, right? You're good at so many things. <laughs> my husband and I say you know she spent so many of her early years with us trying to fashion clothes you know put sleepers on backwards and oh, yeah. and you know you know covering her hands that now she's finally excited to be able to wear normal clothes or a bikini right you got to wear a bikini this bikini. summer <laughs> you got to show all your skin at the beach that was fun so fun that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, you had to be like, look at me, my skin is beautiful and it feels good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I won't keep you both for very much longer. I just have one question and one it's the same question for each of you. Okay. Ella, I'll ask you first. What is the one thing that you want the world to know about eczema? Uh, I want it, to, I, don't, I don't really know. You can think about it. Do you want me to ask your mom first? what you think about it. Okay. Amy, what's, what's something that you would want providers, families who are just getting this diagnosis like you did in the beginning? What, what's something that you would want people to know or researchers even? Yeah, I think, um, I think the most, the strongest message I want, would want to send to people just starting out on their eczema journey is you are not alone. You know, you feel isolated you feel like nobody else is, is in it with you and you are not alone. There are so many resources um, and support systems and providers who want to listen to you. They want to understand your unique story. And you know it is so important to fight and fight until you find the community that listens and the providers that listen you know, to researchers and physicians I think the most important message is again, you, you, this is a community that needs to be listened to because the, the experiences are so unique. Mm -hmm. And if you listen, you will find ways to provide the right care um, and help them really achieve living again. You know, mm -hmm. whether it's identifying that there's mental health needs or mm -hmm. there's losses in academics because of missed school or stresses on the how you know on the household or finances or you know there's so many facets of um this disease that that affects the patient the families uh, that i would love to see providers start to and and many do 
Um, mm-hmm. But as a standard of care, recognize all these areas that need to be addressed, that it's not just a one size fits all treatment. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, the treatment is unique to each patient and it doesn't just come in a cream, you know, it, it mm-hmm. comes in education and empathy and understanding and guidance. Um, those are the things that will make showing up at providers a better experience for the eczema community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think Nia is definitely driving home that message and doing it beautifully with the research. For sure. I mean, they really have their finger on the pulse of Mm -hmm. what is happening, you know, in the eczema community, the needs of people and the unique needs. I mean, there is something for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter what your own personal, you know, journey is, you will find a connection there. You will find a resource. Yeah. And that's pretty phenomenal. (laughs) It is in a disease that is so varied and so unique. It is so important that there is something for everybody there. And, and I'm so happy that you have found that community, you and Ella both, and you're able to give back and, and have that therapy for yourself in the NIA community. And I'm happy that Ella is able to make friendships and connections with other kids experiencing the same things in her life as well. Thank you so much for participating in the Pedra Community Spotlight. It has been a delight to highlight your story. Um, My heart is with you and your journey that you've been on. And I'm so happy that Depixent has been the right choice for you and Ella. And, um, you know, Pedra just wishes you both all the best. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for talking with us and and listening. A big thank you to Amy and Ella for participating in Pedra's Community Spotlight this month. What an honor it was to hear their story and to hopefully learn from their experiences as research continues to happen. The National Eczema Association is a powerful organization. They are deeply involved in research and patient support. If you are a family who's newly diagnosed with this burden and this disease, please visit www.nationaleczema.org. They are there for you. It's a phenomenal community. If you are a researcher and you're interested in getting involved in eczema research, please reach out to PEDRA or the National Eczema Association. You can find more information on PEDRA's website at www.pedraresearch.org. And you can email us at info at pedraresearch.org. Thanks so much for joining us.